Good day, everyone. I'm hoping you can hear me. Please let me know if the mic is coming in loud and clear. I'm hoping. Right on, right on, right on. This is an unusual time for me to be doing a show, but I really think you're going to enjoy it, and perhaps this will turn into a new series. So I'm just going to share the show right now and get a few more people in here. And just give me a second here. Uh, this could be very controversial, some of the things that I'm going to be putting out here. Uh, so I hope you'll tune in and check it out. All right. So what I want to do here is, uh, you know, for, for quite some time now, there has been a gentleman in our chats that uh, always posts something, and it's, it's biblically referenced, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there and a lot of depth. And uh, one of the things is, uh, by the way, welcome into the studio. Thank you for being here. So the gentleman's name is Kiwa. He goes by the handle of Kiwa. And every day in our Telegram chat, he posts something uh, in there that uh, is, at least to me, thought-provoking. So I want to start reading his comments, and I'm not going to do this every single time, of course. And I want to be sure that uh, that you as the listener know, I, I'm asking you uh, not to post judgment in this, but uh, rather discernment. So don't judge him because he puts in some strong opinions. And uh, some of the opinions I agree with, some uh, maybe I wrestle with a little bit. Uh, but they are strong opinions, and he definitely does a Bible study on the topics that he uh, presents. So please don't judge Kiwa, and uh, and don't judge me for reading it. The purpose of this is really uh, to get you to search out the scriptures further, for you to hear more scriptures, and then form your own opinion, of course. So this one was really interesting to me because uh, the the you know part of the premise of this is that Paul could not pastor a megachurch. So I'm going to read his posts and uh, and by the way this won't be a long broadcast so I'm thankful for each one of you who are here and I'm going to read this post from Kiwa again every morning he posts these in the Right On Radio chat channel so it starts off with. Uh, good morning, everyone. Reading today in Ezra 1 to 2, Introduction to Ezra from the New King James Version. And it says, Ezra continues the Old Testament narrative of Second Chronicles by showing how God fulfills his promise to return his people to the land of promise after 70 years of exile. Israel's second exodus, this one from Babylon, is less impressive than the return from Egypt because only a remnant chooses to leave Babylon. Ezra relates the story of two returns from Babylon, the first led by Zerubbabel to rebuild the temple, 1-6, to six, and the second under the leadership of Ezra, to rebuild the spiritual condition of the people, uh, 7 to 10. Sandwiched between these two accounts is a gap of nearly 
six decades during which Esther lives and rules as the queen in Persia. Jeremiah's prophecies stand out today. Boy, do they ever. That's my commentary. Um, Ezra starts out with Jeremiah's prophecy fulfilled by King Cyrus. And, you know, maybe I should just read these without putting in my commentary, but I want you to think of a couple things because if you look at the presidency of Trump, for instance, um, and you read the account of King Cyrus, you're going to notice there are many, many similarities. So uh, with that as a backdrop, and part of the reason I'm reading this, uh, use that as a backdrop. And now from Jeremiah 25, verse 12. Then it will come to pass when 70 years are completed that I will punish the king of Babylon and that the nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord, I will make it a perpetual desolation. Persia conquers Babylon, Cyrus is in power, and God stirs up his spirit to send people to Jerusalem to build God a house in Jerusalem. Promise made, promise kept. God never fails. He rules the nations. The return to Jerusalem has 42,360 of the nation of Israel, 7,333 servants, 200 singers, 5,400 articles of gold and silver taken away from the temple, 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,020 donkeys. Oh, 6,020 donkeys? What? Yeah, you need 10 times more donkeys than you need horses. Okay, it's only 9.13 times, but you get the point. So tell your pastor who only wants horses in his church, none of those stubborn donkeys, that you will always need 10 times more donkeys than you need horses. Because all the horses do is carry your lazy ass, but the donkeys are doing all the work. Yes. 1 Corinthians 1, 18, verses 2-5. The point is, Paul didn't use persuasive words of wisdom to convince them of the truth of the gospel in Jesus. Paul used the demonstration of the Spirit of God in power to show it's true in your experience. Why? 1 Corinthians 2, verses 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. One second, just going to take a quick drink of water. That your faith, your faith, the faith you have that was built up through dumb, some demonstration of something, your faith that your faith should not be in, that thing that you see every week on stage in church that human parades around using 
persuasive words of human wisdom. This show you get to see every week in your big, beautiful building, which is better than all the other church buildings in town, when they hired that persuasive human to get up there on their high-tech stage and show you how persuasive and how wise in human wisdom they are, every week you sit and watch a show of persuasive human wisdom which draws you in and asks you to just put your faith in this well-funded, well-organized pastoral search campaign which resulted in the wise persuasive speaker full of human wisdom so your faith would be built up to trust this mega church and believe anything the human says in human wisdom from the state that you do this thing each week but paul would have never been chosen by the pastoral search committee because he refused to use persuasive words of human wisdom. He only used the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God, so he got labeled as a person operating in demons and hypnosis, someone appearing in demonstration of how the living all-powerful God could step into your experience and bring the power of the living God to touch you in love because that's his name. Paul would have never been selected by the pastoral search committee. Where is your faith? Is it in the persuasive words of human wisdom or is it in the power of God you've witnessed and experienced demonstrated in front of your eyes and in front of your heart? Where is your faith? Paul quotes Jeremiah 9, verses 23 to 26. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man in his riches, but let whom, him who declares glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised with the uncircumcised, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the people of Ammon, Moab, and all those who are in the farthest corners that dwell in the wilderness, for all these nations are uncircumcised, and the house of Israel are uncircumcised in the heart. Solomon didn't know God through wisdom, you can't know God through wisdom. Proverbs 20, verses 22, Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Think about it. What can you wait for? Can you wait for human wisdom? Human wisdom is not a person. Can you wait for the Lord? 
He is a person who is almighty, all-powerful, and for you. Amen, and have a great day. So that was my first reading from Kiwa. Let me know in the comments what you think. Uh, I know for myself that uh, it's very thought-compelling. So I'm just looking through the chat here. Uh, thank you, watching Wall, for liking the show, and good morning, Misty River. Good day to you. Thank you for joining. I know I never, never, never before have I done one of these at this time. But and by the way, for the record, I did ask Kiwa if I could start reading these. And as I said, they're not uh, for you to necessarily agree, disagree, or hold judgment over either of us. However, it is thought provoking, and you know, particularly his comment about the pastoral search for this uh, persuasive human. Just watch your TV pastors, folks. Not all of them, I guess. I don't. I can't make a blanket blanket statement, but man, I think there's some truth to this. But let me know what you think in the comments, please. And uh, uh, if you agreed or disagreed, no judgment, just agreed or disagreed. And should I do more of these readings from Kiwa? Uh, listen, I love to be a critical thinker. I love to be challenged with Bible scriptures. And so I think this fulfills, uh, a lot of his uh, posts fulfill that criteria for me. So God bless each and every one of you. By the way, there is going to be a schedule change from what I announced on yesterday's show. If you had a chance to catch yesterday's show, uh, Bloodlines and the Secret Covenant, uh, there will be a schedule change. So please be sure to tune in. I believe there will be a Sunday Bible study. I wasn't going to do it. And on Saturday night at 7 p.m., I will be posting a new goggles, and you don't want to miss either of those. So please tune in. Uh, thank you for supporting Right On Radio. May God bless each and every one of you. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.